You're listening to Back Your Play with Q on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. All right, 20 past 4 o'clock hour on this Tuesday edition, the 16th of February 2021. We'll hold off on the calls. We'll get you guys situated in a couple more minutes. Rich Kenyon is here. We'll get into a lot more of the NBA in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll probably touch a little bit with the, on it as well as the NFL uh, with our next guest, our good friend Johnny Mack, John McMullen. Catch him every Saturday. He's extending a play. He's literally all over the place. He really is. He's not an enigma, though. We can figure out Johnny Mack. He's a straight shooter. He's not a compounding, confusing player like Ben Simmons. What do you say, Johnny Mack? Hey, Rich. How are you? Yeah, Ben Simmons. Ooh, 42. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> no, I don't think a lot of us saw that coming. Um, let me let me just get a couple thoughts on the NFL as a whole. I guess we'll call it Carson Watch, right? Day whatever, 566. I mean, what, what's the latest? What, it, does it appear as though he's going to get traded and shipped off to Chicago? Is is that what you honestly believe at the end of the day, or your guess is as good as mine? <laughs> Well, obviously he wants to be in Indianapolis. So, I mean, that's kind of the leverage he has. And, and he, I think his camp is trying to use it as, as best they can. Well, you know, from the Eagles' perspective, you got a, a difficult situation because and Chris Ballard's too smart. <laughs> he understands the situation. He understands he doesn't have to overpay. And you have Chicago, which is willing to, to offer you more uh, but Carson doesn't want to be there. So that's kind of your loggerheads, and that's what the Eagles have to figure out. Um, and, hey, I, I never begrudge a player from using what leverage he does have to try to get in the best situation for him. So I'm not going to I'm not going to be a hypocrite from that standpoint. Uh, and at some point, if you're the Eagles, you might just have to pull the trigger with Chicago. The problem is people don't think about the other side. If the Bears – no, he doesn't want to be there. They want certain assurances. And maybe Carson's camp is not providing those assurances. Yeah, that's an excellent point. I mean, you're right. You know, I, I guess the players have so much power at the end of the day on where they potentially want to go. Um you know, when you have the quarterbacks like the Watsons and the Wilsons come out and say what they have, you know, we we've it's been documented about Aaron Rodgers. I'm, I I would like to get your thoughts though. Where, in a perfect world, where do you see the best landing spot for Deshaun Watson? And in reality, where do you ultimately see him being traded to? Well, I, I think the Jets would be one of his top two scenarios. I, I think it's Miami or New York. And, and then uh, if you look at a standpoint from Houston, if you have to get rid of him, you don't want to get rid of him. But if you have to, if he forces it to that level, that degree, I think the Jets can put together the best package, uh, starting with the number two overall pick. So uh, you can get a quarterback right back in there. Uh, and start to rebuild and rebrand around him, whoever you think is, is deserving of that spot. And on top of it, remember, you're probably going to get three first-round yep. picks. And there's no guarantee the Jets are going to turn this around quickly, even with Deshaun Watson. As good as he is, and I'm in that Deshaun Watson is a top-tier quarterback camp. Remember, he was on a bad team last year. He won four games. Right. So it's not like you can just snap your fingers and say, oh, the Jets are going to win eight, nine games. They could be a bad team again. They're just starting this thing. Do you think 
Chicago could be a player here. Similar situation to the Colts, right? Both have very good defenses. And the only reason I bring it up, we mentioned on your show about Allen Robinson, right? So all of a sudden, if you landed to Sean Watson, you know, now you can kind of curry a little favor with some of these players, and maybe it's a little more appealing for a player like Robinson to want to resign. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think I think Ryan Pace would like a time machine and going back to that draft to take to Sean Watson. Right. Uh, I think he'd like that. But I, I don't. I don't. They have such salary cap issues to deal with. I mean, you know, people are wondering how they're going to pull this off for Carson Wentz if they can convince him to come there. I, I think as we stand today, they're. And remember, the salary cap isn't official yet, but most people assume it's going to be about 181, somewhere in that range. They they got like a million bucks to work with, a little less. So they got to do a lot of maneuvering just to pick up somebody like Carson Wentz. And, and if you make it more complicated and you get a more expensive quarterback, uh, at least long-term, it makes that kind of stuff even even more difficult. From a playing standpoint, obviously, they think they're a contender uh, with a legitimate quarterback, and they're probably right. And they're certainly right with Sean Watson if you couple that with that defense. I, I just don't think they could get it done. Remember also, Rich, 20th pick versus second pick. I mean, that's that's a big difference. Oh, no doubt. And you're referencing uh, Ryan Pace trading up in the 2017 draft to select Trubisky out of North Carolina. A couple picks later, Chiefs select Patrick Mahomes, and then the Texans selected Deshaun Watson. Uh, a couple minutes with Johnny Mack, John McMullen joining us. Football in the 20s. Rich Canyon is here. We'll take you up to six. Um, you know, I, I don't, a lot of people on Twitter – you know, they were asking me, you know, the whole J.J. Watt situation, and I, I don't know why people are acting. Look, when, when, when guys are hurt over the last several years, they're not as impactful as they once were, and they basically ran their course with a franchise. Look, J.J. Watt, a great ambassador to the game, great community guy. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's not the same player that he once was. So, obviously, you got to do what's best for the team. This is not, a, oh, my God, I can't. Hey, man. We've seen better players get cut and released uh, over the years. So I think J.J. Watt has a little gas left in the tank, and I can see him almost being like this potential you know, second or just maybe a third down pass specialist. Um, I, he's going to find a home, right? He'll definitely find a home. It could be Pittsburgh with his brother. It could be Cleveland. Where do you think the best landing spot for J.J. Watt would be? Uh, yeah, he's going to have a lot of interest. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. He was the three-time defensive player of the year, so he's not that, but he's still a really effective player. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, he's one of the great community guys of all yep. time. I don't even know how much money he raised uh, uh, for the city of Houston um, after some of the, uh, obviously, uh, the situations down there. It's like $400 million plus. So it was really difficult. And one of the reasons they could have got something for him uh, they could have got a draft pick, and, and they wanted to do right by J.J. Watt, who wants to go somewhere where he can win late in his career. So, yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh would make sense with his brother, his brothers. And yet Wisconsin, he's a Wisconsin guy. So there's always talk about the Packers. Uh, the Titans are already moving. So right. they, they know how good he is from being in that division. Cleveland has been mentioned, as you said, as well. Um 
this is going to move pretty quickly because he's still a really good player, and it's going to be a contender. He wants to go to uh, a contender. No more four-win teams. No, you're right. And it's funny, too. I always remember there was this old, old NFL um, uh, footage many years ago on the great Doug Atkins, right? And he played all those years with Cleveland— couple years I should say the rest of his career with Chicago but then he was dealt away to the Saints and the Saints are like all right we can try to get one more good year out of him they got three pretty good years when he was 37 38 and 39 my point is with J.J. Watt how many times have we've seen this right all of a sudden the guy we think has a little bit of gas left in the tank a little juice goes to a contender third down pass specialist and all of a sudden they're making some impact plays change of scenery breath of fresh air we've seen it before in the NFL so any any team that grabs him is going to be uh, lucky because I I believe he can still contribute but just not at the level that he that he wants uh, that we're accustomed to seeing no, I mean at, at the at at the height, he was Aaron Donald before yep. Aaron Donald. As I mentioned, you know, he was the most dominant uh, defensive player in the game, uh, just winning Defensive Player of the Year awards uh, consistently, which is really difficult to do. I think people don't realize that because we've been sort of spoiled in this modern generation with Watton and Aaron Donald. Usually, it's not consecutive years and three out of four and things like that. Got to go back to Reggie White, who's another one of those guys. Now that was a different situation. He was still in the prime of yep. his career. But if you if you go with the Packers team, how about Julius Peppers? Yep, going to Green Bay and and having a really impactful uh, last few seasons, and then he ended up back in Carolina. But nonetheless, yeah, it happens all the time now. Uh- Panthers, uh, uh, Scheffner's tweeting this a couple hours ago. It looks like they have or they are going to release two-time Pro Bowl uh, defensive tackle Kwan Short. And, and, and the first team that I think of, look, I think the Giants can use them, but also Chicago. Think about this. You line them up with Hicks and Mack on that D-line. So there's another player that's probably going to have a bunch of suitors out there. Is he not? I don't know because he he's had a lot of injury problems. He he was a really good player in the prime of his career, and it's been about three or four years since he's had significant playing time. It was a, a shoulder surgery, and if you think about those big guys in the middle and how much they bang around, I, I'm not sure how much he has left in the tank. Uh, and we'll see. I mean, as a rotational player, everybody runs the rotation on the line. Uh, I'm sure he can be helpful if he still wants to play. But if people think they're going to get the old Kwan short, it was you know that was one of the better interior players in this league for a number of years. I I, I don't think they're going to be getting that. Uh, pretty uh, pretty accurate on that with the time missed. He played two games in 2019. I did not realize he missed that much time. I knew he was hurt this year. Um, I thought he played at least 10 games or so last year. Missed a, uh, He's missed five. 30, he's missed about 20-something odd games the last two seasons. So you're right. I mean, maybe you get him on the cheap. As you said, a rotational player. Um, I want to, before I let you get out of here, I'm curious. I know you know the NBA. You cover the NBA. You know the league as well. You know, this... We talked a little bit about this last week with some of these NFL players that really are starting to kind of dictate where they want to go at the end of the day. You know, they want to move around, this, that, the other thing. And then we listened to what uh, Draymond Green had to say about the double standard in the NBA because what's going on with um, Drummond and then Blake Griffin. And, you know, I listened to some of the players speak, but the NBA, let's be honest here, 
I mean, the NBA, it's almost like the wild, wild west. You got to go back 20, 30 years ago where we started to see some of these players just want to gravitate and latch on to other teams. So why is it when a player wants out, according to other players, it's toxic? But when the organization wants to deal him, you know, it's actually more toxic. It's 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 not professional. To me, it doesn't make sense. At the end of the day, if I'm a if I'm an owner, I have to do what's best for my team. So me trading a player is my right. If you want to ask to be traded, that's your right as well. I just think there's a little bit of a I actually think from what he's saying, there's a contradiction, a little bit of hypocrisy. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any. I mean, it's always been that way. I get the frustration, as I mentioned, from a player's perspective. I, I mentioned it with Carson Wentz. I get it. But it's also, you have to realize, you know, when you're talking about a fan base, ultimately what it comes down to, we'll use our old friend Jerry Seinfeld again, people root for laundry. They don't root for players come and go. Right. Even the superstars. You're you're rooting for the team. You're rooting for that jersey. And, and that's 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 where it is. So you're going to get a lot of blowback, and I think players confuse blowback from a fan base uh, maybe and kind of mix that in with organizations. Organizations are always going to do what's best for their franchise, what they think is best for their franchise. And, yeah, sometimes they want to trade guys. And, of course, you know, they're going to cut guys. They're going to, they're going to move guys. And, of course, there's a human element to it, so there's a frustration. But, you know, Guess what? On the other side of that, that's why you're paid as much as you are. I mean, that's that's part of it. I, I mean, that's that's what this industry is, and there's a little bit of give and take. And I, I think both sides need to realize that. And that's and and listen, it's it's I, I agree. I mean, that's where I think as a fan, you almost get exasperated at times because you look at a situation like James Harden, right? He played like the bad kind of dog. He just rolled over. He wanted no parts of being with the Rockets anymore. All right, we've seen players do that. But then you have a situation, ironically enough, right, in Houston with Deshaun Watson where it's just not a good fit for a young kid, a young player. Like, I think there are exceptions to the rules, right? In this case, yeah, Houston there's always, it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's always individual situations. Yeah. And, you know, Harden was probably unprofessional coming out. I mean, there's no question about it. I, I, you know, but when you're that good, you're that talented, you're going to be given second, you know, third, fourth opportunities. You know, if you're, uh, say, a good player who's a contributor, but he's not a superstar, you probably, if you're unhappy, you can't do that. You got to be professional. So I think every instance is a little bit different, and, and there's different aspects to it. And I, I, so there's no theme to it. I don't think there's ever going to be a theme to it. Now, I agree. Hey, listen, circle back around. I, I'd actually be remiss if I didn't mention this yet. I, I was shocked by this. Uh, Vincent Jackson uh, found dead at the oh, age yeah. of 30. Yeah, I mean, listen, you talk about a, a gamer and a hell of a wide receiver. He was a great wide receiver his time in the NFL. Yeah, it really was. I think, you know, maybe because he played with the Chargers West Coast, maybe that for a lot his early career, and then he came to Tampa Bay. We just talked about a great community guy. I, I think he was their Walter Payton, Payton Man of the Year nominee for four straight years wow. or something. He just did so much in that Tampa community uh, and to, to pass away so young. Hopefully, you know, we don't know what happened I know. at this point. So the investigation still going on. He was living at a hotel. I, you know, that's not a positive sign. No. So hopefully – 
Uh, hopefully um, things work out as well as they can. Hopefully it wasn't anything untoward, but clearly it was having some issues. And it's always sad when you see something like that. Oh, absolutely. Well, not only the great players, but any player, any individual to be that young. You know, when Delonte West was dealing and still kind of handling some of his uh, demons, you know, he was a hell of a player in college and he wasn't a bad pro. And it's just, it's 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 tough, man. You know, we, we love these guys, especially in the NFL, right? We want the hits. We want the oohs and ahs. We want these guys to bang heads. And then, uh, you know, ultimately when their careers are over with and they have nothing else going on, you know, maybe some of these injuries catch up with them. Maybe they have ailing health. Maybe they're just not the same player mentally, the same person. It is. It's, it's tough to watch. And that's why, like you, man, I never – listen, whatever you want to pay me, okay. What, 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 why, should I, why should I care how much Johnny Mac's going to get paid and vice versa? These players want to get paid and they're willing to pay for him. Go and get it. <laughs> Go. Get the check. Yeah, I, I, and, and and you're right on that. And, you know, Delonte West, hopefully he's getting his life. But there were some good stories about him recently. But, you know, what a great player at St. Joseph's. And, I, you know, I, I always, because of football, because of the concussion issue, uh, I, I know a lot of people leap towards that, maybe some uh, declining cognitive skills. And that's what I'm saying. Hopefully nothing like that happened. Unfortunately, you know, bad things happen in this world, and could be heart attack, could be anything. But anytime somebody dies that young, it's always, it's always sad. Yep, and it's certainly eye-opening. So, all right, uh, I always appreciate it, my friend. We will catch you uh, tonight with Ryan. Correct? What time? Uh seven thirty. Your daily football fix. If you haven't gotten enough, you get double, you get double shot today. And then, of course, Johnny Mac on Saturdays with extending the play. In the middle, Philly voice. I can't. You gotta. You gotta stretch that bio out on Twitter, man. <laughs> uh, it's only. It can only go so far. I've tried. <laughs> it cuts you off. Uh, hey, but you know, right. you, you, you never, mentioned you cut always, off. By the way, for another shot, I'm not going to cut you off. Wait, how about this? So. I'm near this clown today for a good five miles on the expressway. He's got a blown tire. He's driving along like there's not a care in the world. A goofball is uh, fiddling on his phone. I tried to do the wave. I tried to wave him. You know, the courtesy wave like like in planes, trains, and automobiles. You're going the wrong way. I think he was a listener <laughs> well, to the show. He gave you the finger, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He gave me the finger. That's why I think he was a yeah. listener to the show. That's why everybody does that. You try to wave them down, you see a flat tire. Yeah. You try to be nice, and they think you're giving them the, yeah. the what's what, and you get the finger back. <laughs> it's like, why am I doing this? You know, I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> it's like the Seinfeld, right? When he chased the guy all the way down the parkway, because when he, uh, uh, the guy had the, um, is that Danny Tartable? <laughs> he was yeah, he had the cast on the middle finger. Oh, my God. I'll tell you, Seinfeld is our connection, my friend. All right. We will uh, tune you in this week. I always appreciate it, pal. All right. Thanks, Rich. All right. Our good friend Johnny Mack, John McMullen. Catch him tonight with Ryan on The Fix. 7.30. Ryan's on 7 to 10 Monday to Friday. And, of course, Johnny Mack inside the friendly confines of the AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio Studios every Saturday with Extending the Play. Does a fantastic job covering the Eagles like no other in the South Jersey region. 4.38 Sports Flash Time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.